We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Hello and welcome to Sports First Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as Zach Levine is about everything. I'm T, views of my own, and I'm recording these views on the Patrick Zoom Ewing hotline on the court with me waiting for tip-off is a man known as Cuddy B, but on Instagram he's known as... <laughs> Cuts from the, the bench. <laughs> and on Twitter... I sh- I'm going to put this in for my notes for next week. <laughs> and on Twitter he's known as... Hard benched. I am Brooklyn Nets AUS. How are you, sir? I'm very, very well, thank you. I'm. Uh, I, I would have been better if we'd won again yesterday, but I'm. But I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. It's been. A, it's been a good week from a basketball point of view, and it's. Um, yeah, it's been. A, it's been. A, it's been a pretty good week. So no complaints from my side. And uh, I mean, the only complaint is that you spent at least an hour and a half today getting ready for this podcast. You didn't bother writing your fucking Instagram handle. Classic. <laughs> Classic. I'm, I'm making a note for next week. Honestly, I have Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling great because I don't know if it's the um, uh, the filter or whatever my Zoom's doing, but my teeth look so white. That's you, have a, you, have a, you have an angelic uh, white yeah. above your head. I don't know what's going on. Oh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I, I didn't feel great. Like I didn't feel as great as I look now on Zoom, and now I'm just starting to pick up my own vibe. So I'm, I'm liking that. It. Now, also, speaking of people who can feel it, Jack Manuel, the guy I keep talking about, he's the Melbourne version of me, if I was better. Uh, and he, uh, massive Paddy Mills enthusiast, that's essentially what his Instagram account is, uh, sorry, his Twitter account is. Uh, and he tweeted, for some reason, 2,000 people want to see me tweet relentlessly about Paddy Mills. Appreciate the love nonetheless. And he's officially hit 2,000 followers. I appreciate wow. the bloke. Uh, he's, he's still in Melbourne. He's, he's part of another uh, fantastic podcast. And... Um, doing great work great great work for the patty mills enthusiasts out there so congratulations jack on that Very now nice. i think i'm at um i think i just hit 21 twitter followers so thank you to all those 21 <laughs> me and six burners as well so yeah really yeah all the some of them are some of them are abc you know miscellaneous yeah. number but like i appreciate the, their input yes it's <laughs> mainly just your brothers making up things to troll you as well you're on there i like it yeah i love it i love it Seconds, Bryant for the win. Suns, how'd they do over the week? 
Oh, I don't know if you saw. So I, I probably should go into some detail on that. Please. <laughs> uh, we had the game. It was the game of the year. Uh, I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not just saying that because it was, it was obviously Suns Warriors game of the year. Uh, I say that as a Suns fan, but as a as a NBA fan, uh, I was pretty pumped to watch it, and probably as pumped as I was when the Golden State uh, Brooklyn game happened the other week, um, which wasn't as close as we would have hoped. But this one really Thank worked you. out. Thank you. Keep going. No, 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 no. But I, I don't say that in a in a in a negative way. It's just you know those games that everyone gets hyped for very rarely live up to the expectation of what okay. the game should be or whatever. Uh, and I guess I got a little bit worried uh, when um, Booker went down with a hamstring uh, <laughs> and missed most of the second half. I really thought it was going to be um, all over for, for the Suns, but um, kudos to them. They held on. Um, Western Conference preview is probably, finals preview is probably, mm. probably accurate at this point, but... Um, that's barring injury and whatever else happens, but it was a great game. Um, Warriors were up early, uh, not through Steph Curry, but through um, uh, Poole and Otto Porter, who just played, both just played out of their skin. And, and um, then Booker went down. We went on a 17-6 run um, after he went out. And then the goal, and the Warriors turned the ball over 23 times, which was really uncharacteristically yeah. poor of them. And... I saw I saw a tweet today saying that I oh, sorry yesterday um, that it was Steph's worst shooting night ever uh, in 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 his years in the league and so um, it really felt that way uh, he wasn't quite there um, so I was I was smiling uh, it really came down to the last five minutes which I've said before on the pod where we're quite good in that space and Chris Paul was really really good um, in that last five minutes and just kept us in it um, I can't not talk about Bridges. Um, my man, uh, Mikael Bridges was amazing uh, in that game, chased everything down, ended up with four steals and just the energy that he brings. Uh, there's been a lot of talk this week around the NBA about defensive player of the year and whether he should be in that conversation. I mean, I, I don't think he's there. He's not Draymond Green. He's not Rudy Gobert. He's not even, I would dare I say it, Alex Caruso, uh, Alex Caruso but mm. he's definitely uh, he's definitely amazing in this game. So, uh, that game was pretty pretty awesome. Uh, did you difference. watch? Did yeah, you catch. I was yeah. the same as you. I really couldn't wait, and and I was doing. I don't I don't often box score games unless they're nets at work. But I was watching that one, uh, and there was a couple of people at work who were also super keen about it. So we're all we're all across it. But then <clears throat> I think it was fifty four all in the third around then, mm. and I stopped watching because mm. like, oh, this game is excellent. It's going to come down to the last quarter. I'm going to go and watch it and highlights live. I don't want another result now. Um, but it was Bridges. I think that was the reason why um, he had such a Curry had such a bad shooting game because he was just on everything. Almost he wasn't full crop pressing, but it just felt like any time Curry put up something that didn't look great, Bridges was right in his face, just hustling into a bad spot. And um, and he was there was heaps of quotes about him afterwards saying it was a team thing, but they also gave a lot of um, kudos to the scouting people and stuff like that, just just doing a great job on Curry because if you shut him down, it just stops a lot of things happening around him, a lot of his assists and whatnot. So. Fantastic game. I, I also amazing. thoroughly enjoyed it. And the other mm-hmm. great thing about Mikhail Bridges before we get off him is that I was caught a ferry yesterday uh, with my littlest. This is something to do in the morning. We went to Barangaroo and then there along that little, um, what would it like, wharf zone? The wharfs there, yeah. 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 They've got heaps of party boats or whatever that sit there. They have their own little bridges. And so Littlest and I would walk along. I'd walk along one bridge parallel to his one and he would laugh because we were just on two different bridges. 
Uh, but he'd often, he loves naming things. So he'd ask me what my name was. And I like, without even thinking, just went, oh, mine's Macau Bridges. What's your, what's your bridge's name? So he's obviously <laughs> having a big impact on me that, that I'm just naming random bridges uh, against him, even when he's upsetting. I mean, he got seven steals against us when he played us and then he upset Curry. So he's doing a yeah. great job at the moment. There was a there was a play in that in that game which um, I sent to my brother, which was like for me the my favorite my favorite play, play of the game, and um, it was uh, he was he switched on to Draymond and just as he was about to and and he was watching Steph and he was watching Steph and then Steph beat Aiton and Steph went to lay up and Mikhail came from like left Draymond at exactly the right time and just blocked Steph and it was just a, such an amazing play if you haven't mm. seen it. Check it out. It was pretty awesome. So that was great. There was there was a really weird moment in there, but uh, something I've never seen in basketball. Uh, the Suns hit a three. I think Crowder hit a three, and everyone thought there was going to be timeout Golden State. And Monty Williams walked on the floor and as the coach of the Suns, and he got a tech because Kerr didn't actually call the timeout. It was the, yeah. stra- it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. So mm. that was when it was sort of 90, 97, 99, 91 or something. It was just a really strange moment. So... So yeah, look, a great game. Um, uh, we we went from there to Detroit. Uh, actually, Detroit came to to Phoenix. Uh, ended up being our 18th win. It wasn't much of a game. We really lacked a lot of energy, and I think with a better team, we probably would have got dusted. Uh, they CP3 again in the last five minutes. At one point, we were up by like 19 points, and we just let them oh, back in the game. Sorry, I did want to ask because you said last week that you were really feeling this team like you hadn't felt a team before, where you were like you feel really confident and good through bits. Did you feel like that during the Suns game? I meant to, uh, sorry, during the Warriors game. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was. A, it was that. Uh, it it never wow. really felt like it was going to get away from us. Wow. Um, okay, I was great. actually more more worried watching the next game. Wow. The Detroit game was actually scarier than watching the Warriors game. I felt like the, they were really up for it. It had a playoff type atmosphere, and right. uh, I, I felt yeah that game felt good. This next one was just horrible, especially being up by so many and then going going into a, a bit of a trough for a little while. So um, we had oh, seven plays in double. Brooklyn told me that's the best way to play basketball. So I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't feel like that, but uh, yeah. So th- that one that one went down again to the last. I think. W- we were we were up by one at one point in the last five minutes, and and Chris Paul just hit everything. I mean, for me, winning the 18th game in a row means that it's a franchise record, and that we've never won 18 in a row. But I was thinking about this, and I was doing doing a little bit of research on it because the last team to win 17 in a row was the 05, sorry, 06, 07 Suns. They actually won 15 in a row. They lost a couple of games, and then they won 17 in a row. So, oh, wow. um, in terms in terms of, and one of those games was like a a double overtime 54 point outburst from a guy called Gilbert Arenas at the time. And so not they were name. pretty, un- yeah. <laughs> Gilbert he's, Arenas he's, is guy, not a real he's the guy, he's the guy, the story about Gilbert Arenas is uh, he pulled a gun on, he, on his um, own teammate in the locker room. So oh, I've heard yeah. about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that story. So he's quite, it's quite infamous for that, but um, it's uh, so that team was probably better. The 0607 Suns, but I mean, this is as good as I've seen Give him a for chance. a long time. That three might go on another fifteen years, another might, fifteen game run. Bloody hell! But we, I mean, three years, three years ago, we only won eighteen games in the whole season, and we just won eighteen games in a row. So I'll take it. Yeah. With 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 essentially the same core with eight and Booker and Bridges. So, yeah, let's take it. Um, Jeez, you can't spell pessimist without Cardi B, can you? Far out, mate. 
Just because an years and years of sons, years and years of sons of watching sons basketball. But so you um, think you'd try and enjoy it, but you're like, that's nah, the worst. No, team I did. No, I, ha- I have the worst actually, best team ever. I have actually really enjoyed it, and it's. Uh, I think last year was like needle needles to the eyes watching them because I felt like it was going to fall over. Whereas this year, I as I said, I felt really confident. So it was re- it was really good. Uh, next game was um, us against the Warriors part two. Uh, they absolutely killed us. Uh, there's no better way to say it. Steph was much better. Draymond had nine, nine, nine. So nine points, nine rebounds, nine assists, four steals, did everything. He was, was amazing. So good. Yeah. He was so good. Uh, I think it was 58, 54 at one point. Then it was over. Uh, they hit yeah. two threes and it was gone. Yeah. Um, campaign was minus 30 plus minus. <laughs> and you know, I love that and name. And you know, I love plus campaign, minus. That was an excellent. There was one. a lot of pain. There was yeah. a lot of pain. He shot three for 17, uh, which was to say that uh, he, that was the most shots he's ever taken in a game. And he decided to put up 17 of them. So, you know, keep shooting. Um, <laughs> uh, Steve Kerr said after the game that the Phoenix was, uh, that Phoenix is the best team and, and the Warriors are trying to match them, which um, I think Monty Williams said exactly the same thing. So there's mind right. games being played there, right, right, right. Uh, which was really fun. I mean, the real game comes down now to Christmas Day. There's a rematch. Um, potentially, Clay Thompson's back. Um, Booker, obviously, Booker didn't play in this game. Booker should be back. You've got James Wiseman who might be there. Um, I think the highlight for me, though, even as a Suns fan, was the dunk by one Toscano Anderson. Yeah. I don't know if I say his name wrong. That dunk on Jamel, JaVale McGee was ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely a dunk of the year. I don't think we'll see anything better than that. Oh, I, I shouldn't go too early. There's some, been some pretty crazy dunks, but that was amazing. So um, pumped for that one. Uh, oh, we have Spurs next and then Boston week uh, Saturday. Um, so they're, they're the next two games for us. We've got a really light schedule this week, which is awesome. So we can probably rest up and um, get some guys back. We had a couple of plays out. Uh, Mikhail Bridges dislocated his finger in that game as well. So... Um, he might have some issues, um, but you know, against the Spurs, we'll take it. And the Spurs actually beat um, Golden State today. Oh, so wow. we're tied for the equal best record in the NBA at the moment. Yeah, 19 um, and 4. And 19 4. Yeah. So, so, yeah, good week for us. And the Spurs uh, aren't doing that well. They're like a 300 team. And they are. Boston's still 500, 500 plus. So, it's yeah. good you got a light week, but both of those, both of those are winnable. You'll probably hate both of those games. No, I, the Spurs, the Spurs play with a lot of energy. I think I said this the other week when we, when I watched them play, they play till the whistle. They, there's no, there's no like, oh, we're down by fifteen. Let's just like put in our crappy guys. They play and they play and they play. So, um, it's always going to be a pretty good game against those guys. Um, and as the Warriors found out today, they on the second night of a back to back, it's pretty mm. hard to kind of get up for it. So. Uh, yeah, it was it was overall a pretty good Suns week. I'm not going to complain. Uh, you want to go into your nets? Yeah, and I'm really glad that we're using the uh, we're accepting the second game, second night of a doubleheader thing as a legitimate reason <laughs> to lose games. Uh, <laughs> now the Knicks, I know at the beginning of the season the Knicks we loved them, but they're now dropped down to they're yeah. below 500, 11 and 12. They still don't look bad, but. I mean, they're looking a little bit Knicks-ish where they're like top of the bottom. Um, in fact, the the call that we had at the beginning of the season is beautifully done here by at Harden Barbecue who tweeted, bing bong bitch. And then an excellent, an excellent picture of Harden smiling at uh, 
at one of the, the Fournier guy from the Knicks. So that was great. At Brooklyn Nets also tweeted, Bembry is the most underrated signing of the offseason, defensive monster and amazing finisher. Now, he didn't have a great end of the week, but he, he, he was phenomenal in this game. Had a huge game both sides of the, uh, of the court. I loved him. At Matt's Brook NBA, he said, Steve Nash and Kevin Durant playing 40 plus minutes. I don't know what option we have other than play him less and lose more. What a fucking quote, which is the exact. I'll just love how I just love how real he is about it. He's like, guys, we could play him less. I agree. We just lose more games or I play him heaps and we win more games. So what do you want me to do? I'm coaching the goddamn team. And I'm here to win. And and Durant came out and essentially didn't say that, but it was just like, I'm I'm enjoying basketball. I can't play basketball forever. I'll play as many minutes as I can. He didn't care. And and really, if you take us back 10, 15 years, we didn't have load management at all, even less than 10, 15, maybe eight years. So Although there's a huge value to it, and I completely understand, it's not like what we're doing is impossible and and unheard of, and you know he'll die. So it's uh, it could be worse. And I I had no idea how much I was going to enjoy beating the Knicks. Um, I don't know if it's because the social that was a crazy out. game as mm. well. Mm. Like it was the same day as the as the Suns Warriors game. That was an amazing game. So yeah, and it ended up being quite sure. close. Uh, and obviously they they have a Subway series kind of vibe. So and the lead changed a lot. We had we went out to. It wasn't a bigger one, but the, probably the most convincing lead in the third. But the, the whole fourth quarter was just, you know, back and forth, um, which was fantastic, fantastic watch. At Kevin Talks 12, he said, feeling great. That's probably the best win of the year and the signature win of the year. A great game between both teams, but Nets run New York. And I do love that Kevin, who, who appears to be a Brooklyn fan, can acknowledge that, that New York did play a good game. It wasn't like we were better than them and they, they flicked it. We both played really well. Uh, rebounds. I mean, our biggest lead was 16. Their biggest lead was six. So that, that shows you there that it was was quite close. And mm. uh, turnovers really similar. Uh, offensive rebounds really similar. Uh, you know, there was a lot of stats that were same. So which is why it was it was great. Uh, did you have any answers think, about that game? No, I was just going to say. You know, for me, I just KD in that last five minutes was just oh, like, sorry, wow, yeah. that was pretty pretty amazing. Um, like to back up your Steve Nash quote. Um, but Harden in the first half, I think he had 28 points in the first half as well. That was like really vintage Harden. That's the best I've seen him play for the best half I've seen him play for a long, long time. So um, someone said today, um, you wouldn't sign the current version of Harden to a, to a max contract next to you, um, which felt quite fair. But that that half that of, of play that I saw him play on against New York was pretty amazing. So we'll see yeah, what happens with his contract. It's just a number of turnovers at the moment for the poor bloke. Yeah. Mm. Um, Timberwolves game was was also again pretty close, which is you know sad that all of these games are kind of close. But and also my boy Carl um, Anthony Towns didn't play, so I've got to tell you my interest in it waned pretty severely when I didn't care about the other side of the ball. I was like, okay, well the Nets are going to win. It's just about by how much. And we looked good um, through the, the first, really the third quarter. We looked good. The Timberwolves did like I kept watching the, while I was watching the game, I was like, it felt like we were winning and I kept looking at the score and they were pulling away a little bit. And I was like, mm. but this doesn't feel right. The score is not showing what the, what's happening in the game. And then it did kind of even out or, or look more normal in the third. They took the lead a little bit in the fourth, but by the end of it, um, it five, us winning by five didn't feel like it was enough. Um, mm. At Brooklyn Netcast said, thank you, Kevin Durant for being amazing yet again, saving the Nets. And it's just his steady hand on everything where it doesn't, he doesn't, his, his percentage is so high considering how many he takes. And also, he's almost always doubled. Like, particularly yeah. in the second half of a game or on the fourth quarter, he's almost always doubled. So he's getting great. He does great passing, but he still doesn't it still doesn't need it. Half the time, he only really throws it if the guy's definitely open and he's definitely going to hit it because he knows 
he has a someone open probably has the same percentage chance of hitting it and he does doubled so the person's got to be you know pretty much better than open um for him to pass it and it's just outrageous um and really great well, to watch. yeah 30 30 10 and 6 uh in that game he was just you know he's the man we talk about it every week. He's he's probably the best player in the league at the moment. But, and also, it's his defense. Like when you watch those games, mm. he's not as good. As, I mean, LeBron that other day was waxing miracle in overtime. We had like three or four stops by himself. But there are so many sneaky ones where you just there's just like a, a really important or really pivotal like turnover. And if you have a quick squeaky look, it was Durant that caused it. And I just yeah. don't think I ever appreciated that before, even during the Olympics, I didn't appreciate it as much as when I'm watching him now where you hear blocked by Durant at least once or twice a game. And I just didn't Crazy. know that part of his game. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And then today's game was. Let's, let's just, fantastic. let's just go back to your man, your man, Kat though. Oh. Did you, I don't know if you saw this quote during the week. Carl uh, Anthony Towns said his program ritual to pump himself up this season is watching two penguins have violent sexual intercourse, which I thought was probably the most random quote. <laughs> but it explains a lot. It really does explain it a lot. It explains that, right? nothing. It explains absolutely. <laughs> if anything, it creates more questions. He said to jam himself up for this season or like in the season, say the whole thing. Pre game. Pre-game no. ritual. No, they pl- they watch. That means he was watching it like 162 times. <laughs> yep, that's what it says. Oh no, that's baseball. Oh, no, how many they playing this game? 82, 82 games. 82, no. 82 games of uh, violent penguin sexual intercourse. So I don't have it. I haven't ever watched it, so I shouldn't judge. Uh, but I'll I'll make sure I check it out this week because uh, I thought that was <laughs> that was an amazing quote. <laughs> did he do it? Did he said that. <laughs> he said that. Yep. Unbelievable. So. And I anyway, wonder what he does now on those games because he was rested by the coach. It said coach decision rested. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think he yeah. looks up more of it? Do you think he, you know, does he have a taste for it now? That he I, needs to watch it even. Maybe just go into a quarter time. Just yeah. goes and watches some some more. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever gets you through, mate. Who are we to judge? I mean, they're down <laughs> by the end of the third. He goes into that quarter and starts just showing it to random guys. It's, God damn it's, it. <laughs> hey, look at this, man. I just thought it was a great quote. So I love that one about okay. Kat. So anyway, we'll go to go to Chicago. <laughs> uh, it's in Brooklyn again. So it's it's the second night. We had no. I felt like we had no games all week, and then uh, I had two this weekend, which I, I could barely watch. But was watching on the socials. My entire thing is going to come straight from uh, Bounce of the Ball, the Bounce of the Ball podcast, because last time when we played, I had a podcast bit with them. It fell through because he tagged another pod, another tweet that I was supposed to read, and it was deleted. So. <clears throat> Sunday afternoon, number one and number two in the East compete, giving the Nets and Bulls fans an absolute treat. I like what he's doing with this. Very three good. quarters KD, LaMarcus and Beard kept the raging Bulls at bay, but the three-point lead wasn't sufficient as the kings of the fourth, Zach and DeMar, were just too efficient. DeRozan's gravity left Lonzo open to seal it with a three, and the Bulls' 38th pick blocked the shit out of the Nets rookie, sorry, Cam Thomas, he then said, I need to finish with a big ayu. And then he did this emoji with the, the shakas emoji, which I'm showing you, but I can't do it uh, audio stars. Uh, I completely agree. I mean, um, the, Zach has been great. He's, he's really great the first time we played them. He was probably the difference. But 
DeRozan in this game, oh my God, fuck me. And in traffic so many times where he would, mm. he did those really adorable ones that, that make everyone look stupid. I watched the ones against the Nets where you get it in the paint, you shape the shoot and then both, because you're getting double, both those guys jump and then like, it looks like you duck under them like a little tunnel and then shoot out the other side when you're now Go on the other side. It looks so embarrassing and so beautiful. It's like ballet. If It looks rehearsed because um, both guys often jump at the same time. So uh, he he was just, he was the difference. He was the KD on this. And I think they often were were against each other as well. He was defending him. So it was great. That battle was excellent. And there was one or two that I remember where Durant couldn't get the foul. He couldn't get the N one, but but DeRozan yeah. made it happen. So when you also have um, Zach and Lonzo doing that, it was great. And Patty was good in the first half uh, and was okay in the in the second. But he wasn't Lonzo in this game, and Zach was better than Harden. So then KD's, you know, just just battling DeRozan by himself. So it's crazy. Uh, there was a crazy crazy game. Uh, I watched the last sort of quarter and a half of it. Um, and all I kept thinking was, at this, uh, I kept reflecting on my own position around the Bulls, which is that I'm I'm not a believer. Uh, but And I've said that on this podcast and I've said it on some group chats as well, but uh, it's hard not to start thinking that maybe they are legit and, um, and take it all back. Before the season, the DeRozan 85 million for three years was like the worst contract that anyone signed in the off season. And Ball was probably questionable as well. Um, going in there and these two guys are the ones that are just really kind of carrying them and Caruso obviously as well so Caruso yeah I forgot yeah Yeah, he's excellent I'm loving him and the other big thing that I noticed from just not watching the game because I'm not smart enough but later when I was looking at um, stats and and shot charts stuff like that was that their shooting is a lot more spread across the court whereas ours are still quite bunched uh, mid-range shots or, or layups and so I think with Joey Bucket's coming back. That that might help. Um, that'll help with rotation with Cam Thomas, Patty Mills, and having um, Joe there. That'll hopefully help spread the field a bit because Blake Griffin was supposed to be a stretch five, but he's now not even... He's completely... He's out of the rotation. Yeah, yeah he's, which he's is cooked. huge news. Yeah. So it means that, yeah, the, the floor's not as spread as it could be. And, and with Harden... Step back three is not his first thought. It's more like dishing. It also just means that his threes are there as like a, a kick out if he's open. So, uh, yeah, it's just there's, a, there's a guy you got. You guys could use this guy. He's, um, he's Kyrie. I don't know if you've heard of him. He'd be really helpful right now. Um, yeah. But, and yeah. and the, to be honest, the socials at the beginning of the season were like pro vaccine, fuck Kyrie. Like he's got to do what's best for the team. But there has been an extra, like a um, molasses esque slow shift to can we just have him maybe away for away games just to help with our just because the, just to help with um what was the thing uh, we talked about before world. resting like the yeah. whole game management thing if we could just maybe have him on the road that would help um and then if we could just do the entire playoffs on the road that would also be, that would also be great and not in golden state which is probably where that's the fucking crazy thing so even if somehow we did bring him back that i would imagine if we just looked at the table now the games, the the finals would be uh, us and the Warriors. And they're the two places that you cannot go unless you are vaccinated. So we are completely fucked unless Kyrie finally does it. And unfortunately, he still tweets images on Instagram. Sorry, he still posts images on Instagram of like a picture of a man with chains around his head being unlocked and things like that. So it uh, really looks like the vaccine thing's done. So we, Yeah, I um, think it's part of... Part of his uh, part of his profile now 
is that he's holding his line on that. Um, the only thing that potential for for Brooklyn, I think, is uh, there is a there is a reason that they can trade him, um, as in if he goes and plays somewhere else. But I mean, he built this team in theory. He brought KD in. He convinced them to to give Nash the head coaching job when Nash had never been a head coach before. And so you drop him out. Um, I don't know what the repercussions of that are, but uh, it's it could get very messy very quickly. So it's okay. um, mm, sorry. Next week we have uh, Dallas, who are still playing quite well um, in in your conference. We've got uh, Atlanta, who are still trying to work out what the hell they're doing in our conference, and then we've got Houston, who are bottoming out. So hopefully. That ends up being three Ws. They they certainly look like Ws. Dallas could could easily, you know, make something happen. Is Luca back for them yet? Luca's back, but um, Porzingis is okay. um, questionable. So, um, yeah, I think that that one that one is is an interesting one. Uh, Houston have won. I was going to say three or four in a row. Christian Wood down there has just been playing out of his skin. I think they've won five in a row. Yeah, five in a row. So um, they they've been they've been pretty amazing, uh, but I don't expect they'd give you too many problems. And uh, in fairness, you guys are still you know half a game up on the Bulls, and 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 there's there's enough room there that even if you rested Durant and took a couple of nights off, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. So yeah, you're still going to be there or thereabouts. Anything else that's tickling your fancy in the rest of the league? Two, two, well, three things. Two, uh, one we just talked about was the COVID piece. Um, so obviously, there's been a lot of COVID news. Uh, LeBron having um, false positive tests, having to sit a game, NBA protocols being talked about now. Lamelo is close contact; he's out for ten days. Uh, and then the NBA has come out and said that all players are required to have boosters by the 17th of December, which will probably mean another round of um, players not 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 agreeing to it and and you might find there'd be more people sitting out um, and this probably has more fantasy impact than anything that we talk about with our two teams but uh i think that's that's interesting to see what happens with the players union um and where that goes so watch that space um the game the other night the memphis grizzlies versus okc was an absolute um disgusting display of tanking uh, the biggest margin in NBA history, 73 points is what the, okay, is what OKC got beat by. Um, and I've never seen anything like it. Um, Josh Giddy was out, um, SGA was out, but the the Memphis bench scored 94 points and the, and the total points from OKC was 79. So even if the starters wow. didn't play, no Morant, 73 points. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And I think uh, there's an article written on Athletic by John Hollinger about how this is not on and um, what OKC are putting up in terms of the A team is just so far from a team that is of NBA standard that oof, the league needs to really look at it. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. So uh, there was a podcast this week. I was listening to a guy who was actually at the game and he was saying that everyone was checking their phones to work out what the largest score in NBA history was. It was at home in Minnesota and they were calling for defense when they're up by 60 points because they wanted them to break the record. That's how bad this game was. So, mm. um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that one. Um, and then the final thing for me was the um, Mr. Freedom. So um, Eric Counter has called, has changed his name to Mr. Freedom. 
uh, and will wear freedom on the back of his jersey. And and again, on the Athletic, there's a really good article written about this. But he's um, he went through uh, a couple of years ago, 2019, I think it was. Um, the he was banned from Turkey, which is where he grew up. He's Swiss born. He's Swiss born, but he was um, raised in Turkey, and uh, he was uh, added to Interpol uh, as someone who. Uh, the Turkish prime minister was trying to get um, uh, extradited back to, to Turkey to face charges for uh, crimes against the government. Um, wow. He's since become a, an American citizen and now has gone and formally changed his name this week to, to freedom. Um, and so on the back of his jersey, it'll say, it'll say freedom. But there's a really interesting article. It's quite controversial. He's, uh, he's called out a lot of the big sponsors. He's called, called out um, Nike and LeBron um, over the last couple of weeks uh, about the manufacturing of the shoes and the, and the um, athletic wear in, in parts of China that are known to be um, violating human rights. And so um, if you're not familiar with the guy, go and check him out. He has played a little bit for the Celtics this year uh, and uh, he's playing pretty well, but he's sort of 12, 13 years in the league. So he's been around long enough, um, but really interesting article on him. And, and there's a lot of talk around, um, what's happening with him so it's become a bit of an advocate for for people that don't have a voice um so yeah really interesting one to keep an eye on so. and he did that after being vaccinated wow there you go Kyrie. cool yeah there you go <laughs> yes <laughs> jordan open chicago with the lead let's let's get down to points how is your fantasy team going at the moment? I know you're going to tell me it's terrible and you're losing every game and that's how you start. No, I, uh, I know I usually say that, but I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic this week. Oh, yeah. So huge, huge, huge. Last week, I was gone when we recorded the podcast on Sunday yeah. night and on Monday morning, I woke up and it got down to the last game. I needed Frank Jackson of the Detroit Pistons to play against the Lakers to play the game he was listed as day-to-day and I needed him to score 15 points. And he currently at that point averaged 14.7. So all I needed to do was get him on the court. And he got on the court and we won the week. He scored 23 points. Oof. I was watching the game. Game of his life. De- Detroit Lakers, like worst game. But riding a player of your fantasy team every single shot that they take and watching the score go up and down and he turned the ball over and then he'd miss a three. And I was like, if you hit that three and then we're up, I was up by half a point and I was like, okay, just sit him, just sit him. No, I don't yeah. want him to play anymore. And in the end, I couldn't watch anymore. I had to turn it off and I was like, well, what will be, will be. So, um, so I work, I, I came back to it. Uh, I won. Uh, it was great. I was very excited. We have seven, I'm going to say seven people tied for first. Wow. Or am I making that up? Seven or um, or five? I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's a there's an absolute um, bunch of us that are all uh, sitting on the same um, same uh, wins and losses, uh, which makes it like super interesting, right? So there's uh, one. There's six leaders, four and two. There's six of us that are on four and two. Wow. Um, which is pretty crazy. So really, really close. Um, the bad news is, is I won't win this week. Um, it's already done. All my games are done, and I think I'm a couple. I'm, I'm 20 points in front. But I had no Jimmy Butler and no mm. Damian Lillard. The the worst part was that I I knew Damian Lillard was out, so I went and picked up um, Anthony Simons, who has been filling in for Damian Lillard, and it's been really good for Portland. And 11 minutes into the game, the first game, he rolled his ankle, and he's done for the week as well. So that was a killer. Um, the, I, I mean, other news that came out this week was that Portland fired their general manager. Um, wow. So Neil Oshley, uh, who 
Oshley, I'm going to say that wrong, someone's going to correct me, but uh, he, there was an investigation into his activities as a general manager, yeah. there was an inappropriate, inappropriate activities. Um, he's gone, and I talk about this from a fantasy point of view because there's a big chance now uh, that he's not there and not being investigated, that Portland might actually move Dame or CJ, especially because they've been sort of tanking a little bit. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch because I have both those guys on my fantasy team. But I think also it brings up the overall NBA landscape question around Ben Simmons because there's been a lot of rumours about Ben Simmons going to Portland for Dame or for CJ McCollum. So I think that's probably, we might see some Ben Simmons movement um, in the next couple of weeks with once they work out who's going to be the general manager of that team. Or so, a three-way where or a three-way. Kyrie mm-hmm. goes, they Portland gets Ben and we get Dame. <laughs> I think that's what you'd be having. I I think uh, it's an interesting one actually. There's um there there's a lot of rumors this week. I think I sent you that there was a great there's a great meme of um a, f- a photo of um, Simmons, Kyrie, and John Wall, who's currently sitting for Houston and is not playing, but getting paid ninety million dollars for to not play. And it was like who plays first? Um, and uh, so there's there's those three players are obviously in that trade sort of bucket that could end up going anywhere mm. so it'll be an interesting couple of weeks i think um for the trade window especially depending on what teams what what happens to records because you know if, if brooklyn was to slide it might it might mean that they would take some more action um even yeah. though they're still sitting at the top but portland's sitting on that in that 10th spot um they've lost two in a row they're five and five in the last 10 uh i think that they were probably sitting there stressing and and uh and dame probably has every right to say all right I don't know what's going on, but I need to make some change. So um, long-winded way of saying I'm going to lose this week. I'm hopeful for next week, assuming that Dame comes back, and I'm hoping that either Dane or CJ gets traded in the next couple of weeks to help my fantasy team. Uh, Tell me about yours. So I also was going to lose from straight away. I've got too many injuries at the moment. Kay Porter Jr. is is an absolute stitch-up, Suggs. And also I lost Booker straight away. LeBron had a weird week where he was... uh, cut down and he had a day yeah. off and yeah, it was just all over the place. So straight up, I mean, Durant was incredible, but straight away though. So it said I was going to lose. I also had three less games. So it said I was going to lose, but then my boy Valanchunas had probably the game of his life oh, early the in the week. Life. Yeah. And I got so many tweets about it by so many, I mean, too. at Mario underscore Seeks tweeted me saying at Brooklyn Netcast Australia, please tell me Valanchunas is still in your fantasy team. 29 points and a half, seven from seven threes freak and also the bounce of the ball podcast also just tweeted brooklyn netcast fantasy feels and he knew and he was tagging straight into sports centers june uh james valentunas stitch up so it was so great to just see so many people getting around my boy valentunas who over the week got 116 but in that game he pulled out uh how much was it i'll just check actually he was do you know it off the top of your head? Oh, I thought it was 70, 70, 70 something, yeah, wasn't right. it? 70. 73 5. or something. Mm, yeah. Outrageous. Considering uh, Maxi's got 77 for the week, it's incredible that he got that um, for that day. So uh, Harden was great. Again, Durant was great. They tried to pull us along, but but with LeBron James only pulling out 50 and things like that and and having Kevin Porter, K. Porter Jr. going down, Booker getting up 13, you know what I mean? Like it was just never going to work. It, it looked like maybe the dream was alive at the very beginning of the week because Valentinus really set a light. But then after that, looks like I'm going to lose by probably about 100, which Booker would have picked up for me. But what are you going to do uh, next week? Oh, so my league, I'm now officially officially second. 
uh, with a four and two record, but I'm I'm drawing four and two. So if Doctor's Dream Team won, I'm going to drop to third, um, just like that, which is you know really disappointing for all of those T fans out there. I wish people could. I, I wish people could see your face and see the disappointment in it right now. There's 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 pure oh, disappointment there. Yeah, I people see. don't want to see that. Everybody knows that I'm annoyingly. Um, competitive so anyway serial killers next week they're they're one of the dudes at the very very bottom uh who are obsessed with nba and, and are playing poorly so it'll be great to hopefully finally pull another win out of those idiots so uh michael porter jr situation um looks like he's done for the season about to have his third back surgery um at 22 years old uh might it might be time to um to uh to let him let him let him flush <sighs> No, so Jim, Michael Porter there, Jr. Mate? already got rid of. I've got. Oh, you already got. Oh, got sorry. Kevin oh, you just got Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, we He's just no, that's for my, I think you said that was my bad. Yeah, that's no, okay. Apologies. Now, Michael Porter Jr. I got rid of. He was the one I traded fucking Mikael Bridges for. Bridges for yeah, yada, which yada, was yada. a no-brainer at the time. Yeah, yada, yeah. Yada, hindsight's yada. great, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Uh, speaking of hindsight, let's do the bet where each week the expert tries to flex on the rookie. I think you're currently up by one. And we've got two. No, no. We're three, we're three all. Oh, sorry. We're three all today. And we've got two bets to finalise yeah, today. Yeah, we've got two to do. So take us through. So uh, we'll talk November first because I, I'm like I was pretty chuffed last week. I think um, I had a, I had a couple of days to go, but uh, I'd raised thirteen hundred dollars in a day, um, and the goal was two thousand and fourteen. Um, I put another post up on the last day, put a photo up, you know, of me smiling, trying to get you know get the ladies in. I thought, and maybe some of the men thought that might get people across the line. Yeah. The, the photo went viral um, across a few WhatsApp chats. And it was like, would you give this guy money? Would you leave him with your children in the park? Like all these kind of things came <laughs> out. I just think it was inappropriate. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the good news was that I had a, a anonymous donor. When I put up that I needed $128, I put it up on the Carson Events Instagram and I put it up again on my own Facebook page, not on my Instagram. I had $128, I was $128 short. Someone donated $128 and I still don't know who that is. So thank you to that person. I don't know. Your fucking wife. Like, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I run the money, mate. I can see. <laughs> she were, but, um, but I thought that was quite, that was pretty amazing, right? And, no, and so there'd been a few anonymous, anonymous donors who had sent me messages and asked them not to disclose. And I was like, that's fine. But this person didn't even put a message at all. It was just 128. So we got to the goal. The great part was the great, yeah, boo for you, but great for the cause. Um, and then I got, uh, yesterday, I got someone who donated $250 um, on top even though it had already done and I'd shaved it off. Um, and so, and I had another one. So I think it was, two, I ended up $2,284. Oh, which wow, man. Awesome. That's great. So I'm so stoked with that. Um, and I've been doing this for a, a number of years on and off, probably for sort of 10 years and I've never raised over 2000. So oh, thank great. you for pushing. Thank you for pushing the 2000. That's okay. um, and I'll take the, I'll take the W to go up four, three. 
Um, our other weekly bet was uh, three-point percentage. So oh, yeah. one play, I had to go back and listen to our pod to remind myself what the bet I'd forgotten. was. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I'd forgotten too. It's a good one. It's a good so, one. So, the, so the, the deal was uh, highest three-point percentage with a minimum of three pointers. That's right. Uh, three shots, three attempts. So your best for the week was Paddy against Minnesota. He, he went four for nine. Uh, that was the best. He then went two for 10, but uh, we'll, we'll skim over that, Paddy. Yeah. We'll pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, was that against my, the Bulls that looked bad? He, he, that was he airballed. Day. Yes, yeah, yes, today. Yeah, yeah two was, for 10 today. Mm. Um, and then my best was Cam Johnson had four for eight. Um, in that Warriors game, um, so we had the we had the we had the W there, uh, and then um, Landry Shamit went three for three as well. Um, so oh, wow. that was a hundred percent. So um, he scraped in, but we would have won was Cam Johnson anyway. So we'll take W on that one. Uh, so five three, uh, and if you don't have a uh, a bet, I thought we could do. We've got the same disappointed with- competitive face on that I had when we're looking at that. <laughs> Well, I was going to go. No one can see me, but I'm also sitting over here stewing. No, I think there's more anger in your eyes now. (laughs) I can see the anger. Um, uh, I was thinking we go uh, free free, free throw, free throw percentage. We could do free throw percentage, given that you have Harden and Durant um, in yours. And I thought we could do like a minimum of like 10 across. uh, My guys have only got two games. So it might make it pretty tough. Um, so minimum of five in a game is it one game or total of the week? Uh, we can go well, let's go the week, let's do 10 um, and go the week. Going that my guys have only got two, but that means they'll have to be kind of good to get there, and that would give you a bit of an up with all your games. So, have to have at least 10 10 attempts, and then the person with the highest percentage is the winner. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm just clarifying because I'm an idiot. So, say um, CP3 does seven in the first game and four in the next game. We totally we combine 11. that. Yeah, you're cool, eleven. Cool, yeah, and that is the percentage. Yeah. Um, and and we'll go from there. I I think that we are one of the worst um at worst teams at getting uh free throws. So. <laughs> so theoretically, um, also, um, Harden could have like nine from nine in his first game, but then do like one from five in his second game, and it starts to fuck. He was at 100% and now 10, he's down to 10, to 10 from 14 or 15. Yeah, or so yeah. He's, he's percentage dramatic. Which is not going to happen. I'm, no, I'm just trying to make sure that, that I'm trying to make sure my brain's okay. across it rather than that. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to weasel out of it. I like you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, um, you can't control it. I think that's yeah. what your problem is. So well, we I need to find, so next week is a T controls the outcome. No, because I know a little about it. The least amount of control, the better. I'm just get annoyed <laughs> that I lose, but I don't want to. <laughs> When we start having control over, then you'll start winning because you have a much better idea what's happening. Oh, I don't know about that, but I'll take it. But anyway, five and three. On Miller, McKee gets it in the middle for the win. It's time now for the I Turned Up Late and I've got some questions portion of the show. At Sydney Morning Herald Sport, the Blue Tick said, the Sydney Kings and Sydney Uni Flames have turned their backs on the riches of sports betting, sponsorships and advertising, becoming the first Australian basketball team to do so. So they are not allowing any sporting monies, sorry, betting monies into their coffers. Huge, particularly you and I are also rugby league fans where the entire thing is built on betting and, and beer. Um, they're covered in Bryden's lawyers, which by the way is insane because Bryden's lawyers are again all over rugby league. The, the, the West Tigers major sponsor and the New South Wales Blues major sponsor. And I think they're, they're part of Penrith as well. But 
so it's insane to see that they're in all facets of Australian sport. What's your take on on this? No betting sponsorships. Uh, it's it's a really interesting one. I didn't I didn't know about this until I saw saw your notes and and so I went and had a look and had a read about it. So. Um, the Kings and the Uni- City Uni Flames have partnered with an organisation called Reclaim the Game, which um, actively rejects sports betting and sponsorship across across their, their uniforms and any part of their program. And so um, what also I found out today was that the Sydney Sixers, the Thunder, and the Sydney Thunder, the Sydney Swans, um, the Western Sydney Wanderers, and the MacArthur Football League are all part of this program as well. So it seems to be gaining a fair bit of traction uh, this around. This is a New South Wales government initiative, I think, as well. Am I right in remembering that? Which yeah, is why they're all Sydney. Um, they're all Sydney New South Wales Sydney teams. teams. Yeah. So it's 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 uh, part of this. Uh, the Office of Responsible Gambling is is part of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. Is driving it. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but it's. They were saying that um, more than seven hundred two hundred seventy million dollars has been spent on advertising uh, is spent on and gambling advertising in Australia uh, just a couple of years ago. So that'd be probably well over three, yeah. three to four hundred million dollars now. Um, and you can see that every time you turn on a channel and it's um, you know league sport whatever it is you're watching, you're going to see the the advertising. Um, I understand the need to, to have this money come into these games to keep it continuing and to keep the leagues alive and all that sort of thing, but um, it doesn't sit very well with me, um, I must admit. And for for people, for someone that's been around gambling like my whole life and watch people uh, gamble their lives away, um, go broke, do all those sort of things, um, whether that through sports betting, through um, you know, black market sports betting through um, poker and some of the, the the not so much poker itself, but the the addiction to mm. poker machines and all those sort of things. I mean, it, like it kills lives, man. It really does. So um, anything that's taking a, a, away from the uh, exposure that young people have to gambling is for me got to be a good thing. The normalizing of it—that's the thing that probably jars me it? the most—is mm. that. Um, it's just so normal to put a punt on on sport, in particularly in Australia, that um, it probably would be great if it's not. It's just like cigarettes. Like we can have cigarettes and we can have gambling. I definitely understand that there should be a market for gambling. I don't want to tell people not to gamble, um, but maybe it just shouldn't be such a large part or such a synonymous part of, of sport culture in Australia. And it's great to see the New South Wales government and that these sports, because I mean, the government could come out and do it um, and do it heavy handedly, but instead they're doing it in a much kind of nicer way or a lot more pro- or positive way and having these teams get involved with it and, and look for other ways to get sponsorships is great. But uh, all of those, sorry, the Kings particularly is such a small market. The NBL is such a small money market that it, and this is a real big up, give up for them to, to not take that big money. Huge. I mean, they um, had 9,000. So um, Kings had their first game this afternoon, uh, in you know, afternoon game in Sydney and they had... 8,500 people there. So they, they're not making any money off ticket sales. Um, so it's, uh, it's so to stream as one of the fucking sponsors on their jerseys. Like, you know, that's got to be one of the lowest hanging soda stream. I mean, fizzy water is <laughs> not a big uh, money market. So uh, yeah, no, I've owned my soda stream and, uh, the bottle for however many years. Yeah, that's right. What, because we nineteen dollars to refill once every couple of months, right? And you know, I gave it. I gave it a, a, a piece of shit comment there, but I remembered that it was on the jersey, and I own a Soda Stream, so I mean, there you it go. almost. So it's, maybe it's working. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's working. But uh, oh, look, I think 
there's a there's a part of me that um, used to use that a reason that I didn't really follow a lot of the MBL was the fact that you go to a game and, and there's sponsorship stuff everywhere. There was no branding for the team. It was all just eaten up by sponsorship. But I think leagues even gone a little bit that way. Um, and we've seen that. Um, there was talk about that with the NIB on the Newcastle, oh, Newcastle Knights jersey. It was horrible, right? So it's so big. It's so big now. Um, the NBA did it. They went uh, and the, I'm following probably the Premier League who who did it as well. Um, started taking jersey sponsorships, and the NBA has done it now that it's it's quite subtle. Or they mm. name the stadium, or you know, we talked about crypto crypto stadium the other week, uh, crypto um, arena the other week. But uh, there seems to be any anything that isn't related to something that is addictive would be my preference for being on it <laughs> whatever that is right like whether yeah. that's well it's fucking not soda stream dude because i drink that every day <laughs> it's super addictive but yeah. at least uh, hopefully it's not going to kill me but a dead set i reckon the percentage of normal water i drink to like sorry flat water to fizzy water would be like two to one like it's outrageous I drink two average. bottles of soda stream a day yeah. like but i'm not even, not even flat flat water, though. Should we get a soda stream sponsorship Fuck it. I would have, what are they going to give me though i've already got everything that they sell i've already got the free water I don't even think I want the flavors. I mean, I'm too old. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want the flavors. flavors. But look, I think bring it back around. That it's great that it's great that the kings can um, step away. Whether the government's kicking in the money, the the irony is the government doesn't doesn't take a hard line because they want the revenue that comes in from these from people gambling. Then they repurpose the money to go to the kings to run this program, and it's like. Oh, that's the skeptic. Kyrie Irving would just say, "Unlock your brain." <laughs> Unlock your brain. Yeah, he's Come on. Blue pill. But um, I'm uh, on the Kings. I'm. I was supposed. To, I wanted to go to the game today because um, Delavadova's playing, right? Matt Delavadova's playing today. For Melbourne. And, um, and Melbourne United, back, and one of the worst and names of a basketball team I've ever heard, by the way. Melbourne pretty United. Pretty horrendous, isn't oh, it? It's almost uh, as bad as the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Dun, 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 I, actually, I knew that they had a team, but I has didn't. Tasmanian yeah, Jack Jumpers. Horrible. What a name. Uh, I heard Delhi struggle today. So, I mean, like, let's be fair. The guy's probably past his prime, but he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a name. And he played in the NBA and any, any exposure that he can give to the league and get some people out there. Uh, I saw some great, like, the corporate packages are really, really affordable. <laughs> you know, courtside seats and stuff. So, if I can get out there and support it. Um, definitely. How fucking rich are you? Because I looked at it, no, it's so expensive. No, not the not the courtside stuff. Mm. Well, we need to we need to we need to re- maybe look at the wrong website. Could be perception. Because I wanted perception. to do one. For, yeah, Value. I mean, yeah. Look, at, look just looking at the clothes we're wearing. I think I'm wearing. A, oh, I'm in my Zara hoodie, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my clothes are sprogalato, which is an incredible Italian word that means that the collars are a bit old. You know what it means because you can see it now. And you've seen shirts like that where like your big head's gone through it too many times, and now it's a bit floppy. That's what they have a word for in Italian, sprogalato. And so I have to I have to wear sprogalato t-shirts because that's how poor we are. Uh, but you've got a beautiful fresh hoodie with your, your nice watch, your incredible oh, headphones. Let's be real, come there on. There you go. There and you go. Your artwork behind you. That, but the one thing I wanted to say, one Delavadova. Um, took I think at least two air balls, um, air ball threes today, and they were they were good looks. So yeah, I don't know what's doing with him. It is the first game. Um, second thing is the Delavadova thing about people knowing was right because I was watching that with my brother and sister in law, who both are basketball fans or, or they're kind of Irish because they're they're boys that can't slowly get into it. But um, yep. she recognised him immediately. She was like, "Oh, that's a, a guy who played for Australia played in the NBA." And I was like, "Wow, there you go, Delavadova, 
Um, it's got a recognisable enough face that satellite fans are picking him up. Uh, and the, yeah. other, the other thing I wanted to say about it was the, the Kings ended up sneaking a game. But, sorry, my birthday, I was trying to organise a birthday party where I was just like, I might, I might go to a Kings game and we just get like a box for the day uh, for that one game. Like 12 people will come. It'll be, you know, maybe a grand or something. We divide it by 12. It might be fun. But they wanted... You don't have something. to pay, mate. We'll, we'll cover you. We'll cover you if it's your birthday. Well, no, well, well, you're going to have to, but it's still going to be a couple hundred dollars. But, the, um, but they wanted, they wanted like... 20 they wanted like three thousand eight hundred dollars for for a thing i was just like oh man that's like five hundred dollars wow, okay yeah i was just like and it was for eight people i was just like no this is this let is me talk crazy. to some people let me talk to some people man yeah so, well maybe, maybe, maybe my t-shirt i mean the internet couldn't see the t-shirt i was wearing but maybe they could feel it. maybe they just looked at my other recent <laughs> searches that were you know, looking for government handouts i'm like oh you can't afford it but uh or i could have easily been on the wrong website so i i was doing it while parenting you know where you're trying to like do the kind of side yeah. hustle where you don't want to, you know when your kid grow up to think being on your phone all the time is normal but at the same time you got shit to do and it all seems to be on your phone so it was during one of those times um so this sounds like a therapy session we should get into that at one point yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds more like my son's therapy session when he's older like my dad was always trying my to dad was always around tickets he was always shouting at his phone about being he's always on his phone yeah what does prokolato even mean um and yeah, so it's not my therapy session. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. Now, but here's my therapy of the week. This is what I like to do. I like to hear about the insane world of cards. It's taken me a long time to finally get there. It's taken me almost an hour, I think. Tell me something that you think, usually you just say, oh, nothing's happening. And then you drop like cards come in a huge briefcase or, or something like that. So, <laughs> tell me anything. And you'll think it's probably not, well, nothing, but I'll think it's amazing. Go. No, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's been a funny week, actually. Uh, I had a, I get a lot of random phone calls. I think we talked about this and I had a great one this morning and it was, All drug it was actually, too. it was super cute. It was a private number. It was a private number. Uh, and I couldn't answer it because it was helping one of the kids get dressed. Uh, left a Same voicemail. Issue. Same issue. Left, 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 left a voicemail. Uh, I'm looking to buy some cards. I want to know if you're open today. Uh, can you call me back? Yeah, cool. All right. So yeah, can't uh, call you back because it's a private number and you didn't leave a number, yeah, but no worries. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little kid. It was a little kid. Anyway, he called me oh, back. He probably, he probably would have been like eight, 10 years old. Uh, he's like, oh, do you sell cards? And I was like, yeah, I got some cards. What do you got? He's, and and he's like, oh, I want some Prism. And a Prism, Prism sell for like, I don't know, $175, $200 a box. And I said, look, I don't have any packs, but I can like organize a box for you. Um, you know, how, what's your budget? And he's like, oh, I got $30. And oh. I was like, oh, so anyway, it's like, all right, I'm going to take a hit on this one, but it's like young kid getting in the hobby, you know, really cool. So um, put together some stuff and I was like, I'm going to oh, pack this him. up and then I'll, I'll go. I thought you were going to give him a $270 box for the 30 bucks. Like, you took a hit and I'm fucking hell. You really hope this guy's going to stay with you for life. No, no, uh, no, no. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm, come on. I'm not, I'm not made of money, mate. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's only so 30 bucks. So 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah. 30, 30, bucks. 30, 30 bucks would get you uh, so a, a pack of Illusion, which are, I've got sitting here. Uh, they sell for about oh, 18 yes. bucks a pack. There's six cards in those. Um, there's no guaranteed hits. Um, you could get six shitty cards. Uh, they sell for 18 bucks a pack. So anyway, I, I can net them down. I'll take a little bit of a loss. So I was like, all right, I'll give you three packs of those because that's all I had left of them. Um, and I said, who's your favorite team? And he's like, the Warriors. Of course it is because all the kids love the Warriors. Mm. And I don't have any Steph Curry cards, but I've got a bunch of cards here. So um, I'd send him out. Anyway, he puts his dad on the phone and his dad's like, yeah, cool. Uh, drop, 
um, I would come pick him up. And I said, look, no worries. I'm going to the East tomorrow. Um, he said, we're in the East. So I said, I'm going to the East tomorrow. I'll drop him off. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm in Rose Bay. I was like, oh man, you could have, you could have afforded the hundred bucks, right? Like, so we'll tell <laughs> Anyway, no. So, so, um, so it was really cool. I, I think from an experience point of view, it's great to see young kids like saving up their pocket money to get because it was like literally him just saying that's all the money I've got for today. And um, so that's really nice because I think the card game has got to a point where it's so expensive that it's really hard for the kids to get in, uh, which really sucks. Um, so yeah. great that we can kind of support that. So he said um, the father that I was texting with him before, he's like, oh, there's a bunch of kids in the area who want um, can't get cards to. So, try and do something with that and get some cheaper boxes in yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so that I can, I can you know, get these kids involved. And even if it, you don't make any money off it. Right. But um, yeah, that's pretty fun. I um, had the exact so- same problem last year where my nephews um, were getting big into the NBA. And so I was also, they were huge and they, we had an entire season of rugby league cards and they loved it. And then they were transitioning yeah. themselves into NBA cards because the season was, our interest was transitioning. So they like, they just moved. Okay. Well, I liked, cards in this sport i'll just move to cards that sport and they had their local news agency that they bought their packets off for maybe three or four weeks but then that was it the, the, the news agency only had like four or five packets and then i spent like weeks going to like just any news agency i walked past i was like hey do you sell nba cards and they're like no we can't get them no we don't have them um i found I eventually found one news agency like in the backwaters of nowhere that had an entire box i was like i did that elaine thing i don't know how good you are with seinfeld but I did the elaine thing which was that they're running out of her type of birth control and she says i'll have one and he says just one she says yeah i'll take the five and then he says oh okay five and he said she said yeah no i'll take a box and then you know every time every time he clarifies she's like no give me the case and so that's what i do with that poor guy i said oh you've got this case he's like yeah we've got them over here and then i was like okay i'll get i'll get um uh, maybe five and he was getting them out and i was like oh how many have you got in there? And maybe I'll take 10. And he was like, oh, I think there's about whatever's in a box. He, he'd sold maybe one yeah. pack. I was just like, all right, I'll just give me them all. Like, you know what, fuck it. It takes a lot. Yeah, 40, 40 packs worth or whatever my, it was. My nephews aren't going to buy another. We're not going to find another one in the city. I'm just going to keep coming back to this one. So I'll just fucking cut out the middleman and just and get them all. And then when I took them to the house, it was like, I, did, I felt like, Someone in the mafia who just like done a great deal and just like dropping cash all over the, the table. They were just couldn't like, believe it. Yeah, they were like, holy crap, Zio. They couldn't believe it. Um, so cool. That yeah, was great. So and then the- we ended up with heaps of them. But after that, uh, after that music, you see, again, there was nowhere to go. I, there was nowhere. I couldn't find cards anywhere other than like contacting people directly, which I didn't know how to do at the time. And, and um, a year and a half ago, I wasn't going to go to you for basketball cards because I knew that you had the, the real ones i didn't know you were doing these cheap 18 dollar pack ones so uh yeah, yeah it's crazy well, i think it's a, it, it's uh so the, the, there is retail stuff that comes out and so eb games for instance have these pre-sales and they're dropping some of those at the moment kmart kmart big w those kind of places have throughout the year had little bits and pieces but what happens is people know that they can buy them from those stores for four bucks or six bucks a pack yeah. and then they yeah. can sell them online for 30 yeah. so uh it means that people are just out there making money off it and the kids don't actually get into it. So if I can get my hands on that stuff cheap, which is what I always try to do, I try to save it. But I had the same thing. I bought a box from uh, cheap ones from the news agent. I ended up buying the whole box. It was 40 in the box and I paid $3 for them. I put them on my site for $3 because I wanted the kids to buy them because they're, they're really retail and you're not going to get big hits out of them. And some guy bought all 40 mm. off me. So mm. it was like, oh, it was just a pointless activity. So um, I think in the in the future, I'll sort of save them up. And if, if there is kids out there that uh, I'd rather just save the packs up and give them away at this time of year. Um, yeah, so, right. so that's pretty cool. Um, uh, the, big, the big release this week is, the, is probably my favorite product, which is one 
and one so that that's on um, a product that comes out on the 8th of December um, last year it only has two cards in it it comes in a box there's no case this time it's just a little it's a nice little box um, but it only has two cards and it's pre-sales it's $1,600 and it's sold out instantly so I think it's probably going to be about 3k a box is the box made cards. of like mahogany or something like that no the box is actually not even an, like the box would probably sell on eBay for 20 bucks but uh, after they've been opened but um, it's not it's not it's not a hugely popular box but the card inside it is the is obviously the the risk you take when you buy a $1,600 or a $3,000 box is pretty high and there's only two cards so it's a it's a um, it's a lot of I like to call them lotto boxes because you could you could win the lotto offer you could pull a 30 40 dollars card out of it um but you'd have to be pretty lucky to do that so uh so i'll be up trying to get a couple of boxes of those from the official panini website uh, which they haven't released prices on but i think it's probably going to be around 1500 us for those um it's an expensive we'll panini hold, we'll hold those we'll hold those that's an expensive panini and then the last one today was just something funny that's been happening a lot there's a lot of new people getting into the hobby and um, anyone that's traded on eBay doesn't have to be on cards, but on anything else as well as you'll find that you put a price up and you put, uh, make an offer. You know, it's my favorite thing on, on eBay, especially around cards that have value, different values to different people. So I put a card up this week. I put a bunch of cards up. One was $65. Uh, I put it up for um, knowing that it cost me, I think it was going to make about $15 off the card. Um, and then minus the fees are probably clear a couple of dollars off. It's not a, not a huge money maker for me, but it's nice just to have the card and be able to give it to collectors in Australia. Uh, guy sends me a message and says, um, love this card. Last time it sold for $50. I saw it sold for $50 in the US. Um, will you sell it to me for 20? And I was like, um, how does the maths work on that no but this is this is, and this is the funny part right like this is what happens so often on ebay it's like people just get on there and just lowball you all the time so it, it just made me laugh i just got up and was like wow so you you're telling me what the price was and now you want to pay like a, a third of that price so yeah funny. but there's a there's a great uh there's a great feed on instagram um called card porn so p-o-r-p-o-r-n uh and they like a, call out you don't think i know how to spell porn i, I type that all the time oh, i didn't about. want i didn't want to get it confused <laughs> yeah, yeah no, i thought yeah. you'd know yeah yeah uh but they do they do a great feature called um like crappy ebay buyers and crappy ebay sellers and they just post these after one after the other and they're right. hilarious some of the stuff is like you know uh you know my 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 dog bit on this can you cancel my order all this kind of stuff so if you want if you want a good laugh it's like it's definitely my dog bit on this Oh, you, you have to see some of the stuff. It is purely, it, you watch it, go and follow it. Um, they do a great job. They're actually an anonymous card account. Uh, so they started, no one knows who actually runs the, the, the account, um, but they, they kept themselves anonymous because they want to call out bad behavior and, and people mm. in the hobby that are doing the wrong thing. And so um, it's a really interesting one to follow because all the dodgy stuff that happens when you start talking about the kind of money that's out there. But yeah, they, wow. But they have some really good stuff on on eBay sellers. So if you're if you if you're buying off eBay, just just be nice to the sellers, right? That's, that's my message. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, so that's the card stuff for this week. So pretty quiet, pretty quiet this week. We found the end of another app for you legends that listened all the way through. We hope you get open looks and clean glass. Cardi B, you're an absolute pleasure. You're a scholar. You're an, you're an interesting human being from your moustache down to your 
toes and all the other bits. Thank you so much for having us. Such a great week. Seen the toes. Yeah, I can feel them. <laughs> I can feel the presence. You balance. I've seen you walk. Uh, but thank you. I'm trying to say thanks. Thank you. It's been great, mate. As always, love it. Favorite thing. Enjoy sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials like at Brooklyn Netcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Sports best friends. Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench, and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family. See you later.